Kia ora everyone, Big Aussie Pepe here and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And today we're looking at storage. Now I know a lot of podcasts often they'll talk about one specific type of storage like food storage or water storage. But I thought I'd go for a bit more of a general look at storage and have a look from the basics all the way up to the more advanced stuff as well. First of all, I wanted to define a few things. Different types of storage. So I'm looking at this in five different layers of storage because there might be some ones that you don't often think about. Uh, number one, and we're sort of going from concentric circles from the uh, middle out to further out. So layer one is on the body storage. So things like your personal storage, including um, whatever pockets you have. I personally love cargo pants and um, cargo shorts because you've got so many options for pockets there. In Australia, we don't really have a need for a holster, but that's definitely something you could do. Uh, personal is also referring to your EDC. It's whatever bag it is that you carry on you. I'm going to be doing a video on my EDC soon, I believe. Uh, little birdies told me that I might be getting a, a new bag for Christmas. So keep an eye out for that one. I'm going to go through what I'm currently using. I'm going to unpack it and then repack it into my new bag and then see what else we want to put in there. Make a bit of a list of uh, wants and, and haves. Layer two for me is the car. Spend a bit of time driving around. It's definitely sort of the next layer out. You have what's on you and then you have what's in your car, whatever vehicle you're using, assuming you own a car. Um, we have the active area, what I would call, uh, things like the glove box, the center console, and other. It's other little compartments and things inside the car, the back seats, or the uh, the back of the front seats, I should say. Good place to store some things. I'm not a huge fan of storing things under the seats. They move around too much and you might not have easy access to them. Different cars, though, might be uh, have different levels of access for those kinds of things. The boot and tailgate of the car, depending on if you've got a wagon like me or you've got a sedan or something completely different, I don't know. I'm not really a car person, uh, but maybe you can think of some other things there. These are listed here. So if you're using a uh, trailer or utility, you might have some sort of lockable box on the back of your vehicle as well. Might be another good place to store things. We'll talk about what I have in each of these in a moment. Just want to go through them first. Uh, layer three, home. For home, I want to talk about food and non-food items. Most of these kind of podcasts and lists usually look at just food, but I wanted to consider other things as well. So for your food, there are three different layers to that that I believe. So layers within layers now. You have your active pantry, your medium-term storage, and your long-term storage. So your active pantry is what you've got going in the pantry at the moment. Medium storage you have often just stored in some boxes. And then uh, long-term storage you have things like Mylar bags and uh, things that are canned. Uh, if you've done them yourself or you've just got some things put away from uh, dehydratable food and things like that. For non-food items, I'm thinking about things like clothes and blankets. Depending on your environment, I was just discussing with my wife earlier that it doesn't really snow where I am. Well, it's never, it's never snowed where I am, but it does get very cold. So definitely having some warm blankets would be important. How are you going to store those when you've got lots of them? We'll talk about some methods in a moment. Tools and equipment, including batteries, and you have to have a way to store those, have them easily accessible and protected from the elements. And your cleaning products, very important to store those properly. Layer four is on-site storage, so other things other than your house. So things like uh, your shed, your garage, perhaps you might have some sort of uh, safe. That's technically you know part of the home, but a little bit more separated. Perhaps you have a root cellar, or perhaps you have a um, attic or basement, you could consider those separate storage locations. Uh, layer five is off-site storage, either storage units or caches. So let's go back through those one by one and actually have a look at what I personally have and have a think about what you have. 
So for personal, on body, like I said, I do love cargo shorts. I'm not always wearing them or cargo pants, but uh, there's other uh, ways you can do that. For me, um, I have my Leatherman uh, on me, on my belt, almost all the time. So having a multi-tool is always very useful because, well, it's a multiple tool and you can do so much with it. Like I said, I've got my EDC. It's actually just a shoulder bag at the moment, but I found it's really not enough storage for what I want to do to be uh, ready on a day-to-day basis when I'm moving around, whether I'm going to shops or walking the dogs. So I'm getting a, a better EDC for Christmas. Also, I find the um, the shoulder strap, the single shoulder strap messenger bag style, I find it uncomfortable for long distances. That bag will, of course, be, re- be being repurposed into something else, maybe into a medical bag or something. Uh, in my car, in my glove box, I know I've got um, a couple of useful tools in case I break down. I've got some torches, I've got um, a phone battery charger, and I've got a life hammer, a very important one to have. I've got more than one life hammer in the car, one of them is in the glove box. Uh, center console, I usually keep some um, pens and paper in case I need to make notes. If you were to get into an accident, although you'd have your phone, it doesn't hurt to have some paper to write on what's going on, or write down your contact details, put a note in someone's windscreen if you needed to. In the boot, in the tailgate, in my car, I have a nice big box full of quite a few supplies. I've got a medical bag in there, so if we're out and about with the kids or something, and something happens, we've got some supplies to to deal with that. also have the standard kind of car things that you really should always have in your car. We have a jack, uh, we have a lug wrench, we have, um, I don't actually have charging cables, it's something I need to get actually. So one thing to put on my list of uh, things that I need. And for other, but we have some other miscellaneous items in the car. Often the kids will have hairbrushes and things, so that's their way of being uh, prepared in some way. So if they need to go to the shops, they can brush their hair. Uh, Things like gum, hand sanitizer, some spare masks these days is handy to have. Moving on to layer three, home. So active pantry, once again, is the pantry you're using to cook your daily dinners from. Uh, Mine's quite well stocked. I like having lots of herbs and spices on hand. Uh, medium-term storage. I've just recently gone through and reorganized all of my medium-term storage and I actually recorded some of that and uh, created a spreadsheet for me to track those things in. So I'll be sharing that one uh, soon, probably for the uh, video to go along with this podcast. For me, medium-term storage, I've got some things like I've got uh, flour, I've got beans, I've got rice, uh, I've got different flavorings, I've got uh, tea, coffee, got lots of coffee, (laughs) gotta have the coffee. Things like powdered milk and just basically I've tried to think what food would we need. I haven't completely gone through my meal plan yet, so I've been thinking about that and I need to start planning out to make sure I've got the things that I need at, uh, to cook the meals that I want to make thawed away. So I'm starting to get better. I'm, I'm feeling more confident that I'm getting more supplies to be able to, to do for short-term, medium-term food preparation. Long-term storage, I do have some I bought some uh, mason jars, as you remember from a previous podcast. So I've got some food stored in them. I've got um, Beans, rice, lentils, flour stored in both the mylar bags and in the um, basin jars. I don't have any sort of uh, freeze-dried food yet. I think that would be a good thing to have. I would like to try a few out and see what actually tastes good. I've heard quite a few different podcasts talking about different brands, and uh, I'd like to give them a try myself. I know I can get them from camping stores, so it's just something I haven't got to just yet. And this is the interesting one that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about is the non-food items. Clothes can be passed down sometimes from older kids to younger kids, so it doesn't hurt to have some of those stored away. Uh, during winter, you might pack away all your summer clothes, and during summer, you might pack away your winter clothes. A great way to do that is with uh, vacuum seal bags, which we'll come to in just a moment. 
your tools and equipment uh, need to be stored properly. If you just leave all your tools out in the uh, yard, then they're not going to last long. They're going to rust and, and go bad or go missing. Uh, this also includes uh, batteries. You should have those stored in a nice, uh, cool, dry place. And I do recommend getting better batteries. Uh, cleaning products. Very important that these are stored correctly. We're coming back to that in just a moment under, under storage considerations. But I have things like uh, bleach and disinfectant and all sorts of things that I can prepare. I've got some great stuff that I love to use. It's um, The brand is Milton's and it's actually designed to... Um, wash baby bottles and the idea is that you can uh, wash it in this stuff leave it let it sit for a little while and then take it out and just let them air dry it's the same kind of stuff you'd use if you're doing homebrew to wash out the bottles for that uh, so there's a few different places you can get that I get mine from the pharmacy so that one is a good one to have on hand layer four the on-site storage so we have a shed unfortunately we don't have a garage and it is not insulated so I need to be careful what we store in there I don't want to store any food uh, I've got some cleaning products in there, but I've, I'm sort of keeping a mental note that uh, that can be decreased in how well or how long they'll be stored because it's not temperature regulated. It gets very cold and gets very hot in there, so those things aren't going to last as long. Would love to have a root cellar. Don't. Don't really have much of an attic space or basement, so can't really speak to those things. But uh, you've got to keep in mind considerations uh, in the attic it's quite possible things are not going to be very well temperature controlled. So keep that in mind. Uh, off-site, I do not currently have anything off-site. I do not have a storage unit. I have looked into them, but they are very expensive. At least the um, ones I've looked at, I'm like for, uh, I think um, at one point we were, when I was renting, I was looking at storage units uh, while we were moving, and it turned out it would be almost as much as renting a property to rent the units. So maybe I need to look a bit more into that and find ones that are a bit more reasonably priced. But you're going to have to have considerations like if there was some sort of emergency, will you be able to access it? Will you be able to actually physically get to, get to it? What kind of um, security layers do you need to go through to access those storage units uh, to be able to get into them? So if there was you know, electronic locks and there was a power, out, power outage, would you be able to get into those storage units? Uh, caches or caches are another one, which is um, something I've thought a bit about but have not implemented. Basically, you're, you're storing items uh, in a location that you are aware of but uh, not likely to be frequent by other people so that's a bit of a tricky one for me uh, living in you know um, suburban area it's a little bit harder to i think dig a hole somewhere where other people aren't going to notice it or get access to it i want to talk now about the main threats and this is mostly geared towards food but if you think about your other types of storage then you'll see a lot of these are relevant for those too the number one threat particularly for food is air uh, air is 21% oxygen, and oxygen is the enemy to food and sometimes clothing and material too. Bad bugs need air to survive. So if you have things like uh, silverfish that like to eat fabric, they also will um, not be able to survive if you remove the air. So once again, those vacuum seal bags for clothing and, and bedding and stuff is a great idea to keep them nice and fresh. Number two for threats, chem chemical contamination. You should never use buckets that have been used to store chemicals in to store food. Never, ever, ever. If you are storing things that are chemicals in buckets, you need to keep those buckets away from anything you are storing food in. So just keeping them completely separate is the best rule of thumb. Insects is number three. If you don't treat your food correctly, bugs would love to come in. 
Remove the O2 and you'll kill all of the bugs. So oxygen absorbers are a great option for this one. It'll kill bugs in any stage of the life cycle. If you put on something like you freeze the, uh, your food before storing it, you might find that um, you're missing part of the life cycle and some of the bugs might survive. Uh, light, UV radiation will damage containers and the contents. Glass is resistant to uh, these kinds of things, but the contents won't be. Some plastics will definitely degrade quickly under bright light, so it can be very difficult to store your buckets outside. Not a great idea. I know a lot of people who do uh, canning will put some sort of sort of sleeve around their cans after they've finished preparing them so that the light doesn't then affect the food, but with the clear jars. So that was number four, light. Number five, moisture. Food must be less than 10% moisture to be stored for long term. Failing to do so will allow bacteria and bugs to grow in your food and it's just going to go off very quickly. You should be storing your buckets of food and any other preparations off the ground, particularly off concrete, as there are concrete the chemicals in that can leach into your food and water. So getting like a pallet or something just to jack it up off the floor a little bit is a good idea. Um, additionally, if you are in an area where there is potential for floods, you might need to store your food even higher off the ground than just a little bit. Number six, rodents can eat away at containers and their droppings are a health hazard. So consider if you are storing things, you might want to put some mouse traps around. Uh, there's a few other different options for, for uh, rodents, but definitely one that you need to be aware of. And you might not have them now, but if there was a grid down situation, we could potentially have a lot more that would uh, appear. So come out of the woodworks as it were. Uh, number seven, temperature. Temperature, uh, and this is not just high temperature, but fluctuations in temperature. So high temperatures and low temperatures will reduce the life of your medium and long-term storage. Uh, dark and cool is best. Number eight is time. You need to rotate and check on your preps. So first in, first out. Whatever you store first, you need to use first. If you put newer stuff, newer stuff behind older stuff is a good way to do that. But you can also check on things like if you've got clothes vacuum sealed into bags you need to check on those occasionally otherwise uh, you might find that the seal was not so good and you um, have just you know sort of undone all your good work by not checking on it moving on to now some important considerations for medium and long-term food storage in particular uh, when planning what food to stockpile consider these factors first of all your storage space Storage space is the main consideration when setting up your food stockpile. If you don't have enough space in your home for a one-year food supply, stick to just one month. Um, and do anything that's sort of manageable that won't take up too much space in your home. You also need to consider your family size. So when you calculate how much food you've got to stockpile, you have to consider the size of your family. You might also want to add extra food to help uh, offset overusage, spoilage, and waste. Also consider if you have... Um, male children that they tend to eat a lot more particularly in the teenagehood being having been a young male myself once i can definitely vouch for that one uh, also very very important consider your budget um, often be as preppers go i need everything and i need it now and they'll, you know rack up a credit card debt it's much easier to get just a little bit each time you go to the shops rather than trying to splurge all at once don't forget your cooking accessories um, it's quite easy to forget to have all this great food, but not have the ability to actually cook any of it. So you need to make sure that you have all of the accessories, and, and that includes things as well like oil and butter, so things to actually cook in, but as well as your frying pans and your saucepans. Uh, as we mentioned before, what you store it in is also very important. 
you need to make sure you're using food safe plastic, not using things that have had chemicals stored in them. Often, for short and medium food storage, storing the item in its original packaging is fine. But for long-term preservation, consider Mylar bags, O2 absorbers, and canning options. A few considerations for non-food storage. Always consider the safety of others. Store dangerous chemicals uh, and medicines safely and according to instructions. Uh, For clothing and blankets, I love space bags, as I mentioned before already a few times. You can actually get these fairly cheaply. I've even seen some from the local discount store. We have an NQR near us, and uh, they sometimes have storage bags. I'm not going to be sold on the quality sometimes, but usually they're all right. Uh, These will save space and keep your materials from smelling bad. Uh, Check the seals occasionally. Uh, For chemicals and medicine, like I mentioned, store safely. Heat will affect these items and can reduce their effectiveness and could even make them dangerous. Store in temperature-controlled areas and have them properly inaccessible to younger or vulnerable pe- vulnerable people. Check on your EDC items. You've got a lighter in your pocket? Perhaps a personal alarm. Do they work though? Check them occasionally. Lighters can become depressed. I feel you, buddy. And they can lick out all the gas. And the batteries in that alarm can go flat. And sometimes we take things out of our EDC and forget to put them back. And a final consideration here, check your storage locations. For all of your other storage locations, you'll need to check for the things that can be affected by the previously mentioned threats. So if you do have a storage container, go and check it occasionally. Don't just think that everything's okay in there. Rodents could have gotten into that or you could have been affected by the weather. So go and check them out. Final thoughts here. Store things uh, in a cool, dry, dark place. Make sure they're correctly packaged and that you rotate them. Consider your different locations, your personal and EDC, your pantry, your mid and long-term storage, and on-site and off-site locations. All this is going to be in the document for this podcast. Uh, There'll be a link to it and also part of the video as well. So I'm going to provide the link for um, document in both the video and in the podcast for a change. I've already got this one uh, made up. This one's a bit longer, obviously. There were some requests to make some longer podcasts, so I hope this fulfills that uh, need. Thanks everyone for coming along. If there's things that you'd like to know more about, there will be more videos on basically each of the topics we've covered today. So more ones specifically on food storage. Uh, We didn't really talk much about uh, water storage. We did a uh, video and a podcast just recently on water where we covered storage there. And I should probably add them into this one as well. Um, But until next time, remember, if you can't be a grey man, be the big man. See you.